It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survival Last Night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Chanel. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if you did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing today? Burr. It's cold out here, Jake. Oh, tell me about it. It was so nice, and now it's not anymore. Would you say it's so cold that the freezer will think it's hot? <laughs> yes, that's exactly how cold it is. <laughs> Sounds pretty cold. <laughs> Yeah, my, my dang freezer was like, it's balmy out here. <laughs> and I was like, shut up. <laughs> shut up, you idiot. You don't know anything about temperature. All you know is cold. These damn smart appliances. Oh, my God. So we've got a uh, smart refrigerator at um, my job, you know. We remodeled our downstairs area, and now it's got offices and a refrigerator and a kitchen in it. Uh, and the TV has a television on it. The TV has a television on it, like a Teletubby. The refrigerator door has a television on it with some just random channels. So you know what I put it on? You know what channel I put it on? No, does it play like the... So does it play like the refrigerator channel? Is it like in... Yeah. Is it like those gas station TVs where it's just like, Entertainment Tonight says (laughs) this is happening. (laughs) Hey, Michael Strahan here to tell you this is a good fridge. Yeah, Maria Menounos here for this fridge. Your ice cubes are ready. Uh, the channel I turned it on, and nobody has turned it off because they don't know how, is the Jack Hanna Wildlife Channel. 24 hours of Jack Hanna. That's pretty cool. I don't know why you would want to change it from that. Yeah, maybe people do know how to change it, and they don't want to because they enjoy Jack Hanna so much. Yeah, they choose not to. Yeah, th- I, smart appliances are hilarious to me because they offer almost no positive functionality. They just create new ways that your appliance can break. Yeah, and fewer ways for you to know how to fix it. Yep, <laughs> a it's perfect like, situation. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very it's good for the consumer to have something that you like that doesn't work if your internet goes out. Well, the the nice thing is, uh, as a consumer, you get to buy these things and stimulate the economy with your purchases of smart appliances, yeah. and that's what and being then a they, good American is. Yeah, you get to stimulate the economy by having to buy them more often because they break in new fun ways. Yeah, and you don't know how to fix it. So, like, you're not going to go to a store to get it fixed. You're going to buy a brand new one. Get a new fridge in here. Those are easy to move. I wonder if they're going to do the phone thing where they just make them, like, harder and harder to update. It's like, yeah. Uh, Got to get that new stove. Got to get the new eye stove. <sighs> when are they going to make a foldable fridge? For too you long, know, fridges have been too big and immobile. I want to put my I'm not going to take pocket. it anymore. I should be able to fold it up and put it in my dang pocket. Yeah, but no, Joe Brandon doesn't want you to do that. <laughs> Joe Brandon wants you to go to the kitchen and make him a sandwich. Anti-feminist. Joe Brandon is canceled. I, I think the Republicans might have done better in the midterms if they were running ads on that. Yeah. Hey, is your refrigerator running for Senate? That's something they could have said. It's 2 a.m. Your, is your refrigerator running? Who do you want in the White House? <laughs> a Samsung smart refrigerator. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think the, um, what do you think the White House's uh, capabilities are? Free fridges. Do you think they have smart fridges, or do you think it's been the same ones since the 1800s, ice boxes? Yeah, they have, old, they have old uh, ice boxes. They've they never like, updated it. They have no refrigeration. There's no, 
there's no central air in the white house there's no there's no vents everybody thinks you go gray because of how stressful a job is but it's actually because all of the food is from the 1800s and kept in ice boxes they have a coal-powered furnace that heats it yeah look i've been to washington dc multiple times i've been to the white house i've seen it with my own two eyes it's all true what is what we're saying the only way that you can get warm in the White House if it's cold there is they uh, they have to light a fire. They have to they have to make a fire indoors yeah. and light it, and that's the only way you can get warm. Yeah, they're like <laughs> the president. And but there family. are no fireplaces. The president and his family look like that game where you have to pull the pins to make the fire burn. Drop all the coals yep. in this stove. Please that's ninety percent of being president. That's why they don't get anything done. Um, They're too busy doing that. <laughs> why don't people talk about that? There should be a, a, a Joe Biden uh, version of Who's that? Um, what? Wh- who? Sorry, there should be a Joe Brandon version uh, of the, um, the the game where you either uh, pull the lever for lava to fall out or water. And it should be like he accidentally uh, pours lava on the economy and is like, mm. no, yeah. I wanted that treasure. All of the treasure that I was going to use to stick it to the conservatives, the real patriots. Stimulate the economy. Now it's yeah. the, the national debt now. Yeah. Um, so I did download that game to pull the pins because I thought pulling the pins puzzles looked fun. You, I, I, you are the only person <laughs> in my life I know that falls for these advertisements. <laughs> So here's the thing about the pulling the puzzles, pulling the pins puzzle to help the the woman and her daughter uh, not freeze to death. Most of it is a matching game where you're helping this old man fix up his old childhood home. And then like every few levels, you get a mini game where you get to pull the pins and drop gold in the bucket or coal in the stove or whatever. It's like, that's the entire reason I downloaded this game. How many times is this going to happen to you before before you're like, maybe these games lie to me <laughs> about what they are? Because isn't every game like that? Like, basically, they um, they present you with a, a, a situation where there's a guy doing an easy puzzle and failing at it. Yeah. And so you're like, I could do that. And then you <laughs> download it. And it's like, that's not actually what the game is. You know? But while we have you here... <laughs> I just, I'm trying to have fun, you know? I'm just trying to have a good time with the games. Stimulate my brain a little bit. With some you know what's another balls. game what's that's it, like ooh. that, that also has puzzles? What's that? Probably yeah. be the game of Survivor. Oh, Thomas, that's so hey, crazy that you bring that up, because uh, I was just about to ask hey, you. Did you watch Survivor 43 last night? I put the feline in my hand, looking like a chia pet, and you know they getting green with a flower on their neck. Yeah, actually, there was an advertisement on my phone that showed uh, people putting puzzle pieces together wrong, and Jeff Probst was yelling at them, and I was like, okay. I can do that puzzle. I feel like you're lying to me, Thomas. That situation sounds preposterous, which is actually the name of today's episode. Or the this week's episode of Survivor. Today's episode is probably going to be called, like, Jake's dumb because of how he downloads video games to his telephone. Or whatever. Yeah, but it's going to be, like, a funny bit that we do. Yeah, um, it'll be called, like, Poop 2. Oh, that's a really good one. More poop. Poop 2, more poop. That's really good actually uh this week you know what it 
it uh, it delivers on what it promises. Poop too. Um, should we do a Patreon where we just talk about our BMs? Because <laughs> it's one hundred percent something I think we could talk endlessly about, but probably something people don't want to listen to here yeah, on the Survivor it's not much podcast. To tell. They have to pay us money. <laughs> we'll do mo- 90% of this show will be us doing that. And the Patreon tier will be for us to stop doing it. <laughs> I think this is a form of monetization. I don't think enough people are pursuing. Okay. So we'll, we'll, you know, come up with the price tag for that throughout today's episode. Yeah. But for our hostage taking poop Two more poop is going to be the name of the show. And I think that's good. <laughs> A good title. Um, this week's episode of Survivor was called Preposterous. What do you think of that title? Uh, I think it's outrageous that they would name it that. Yeah, me too. Why didn't they call it Probstosterous? Yeah. Or pro- Just because pro- no one said it and it would have been hard to to <laughs> read phonetically? Come on. Probstosterous. They're cowards. They just, they're yeah. not willing to, to really put themselves out there on a limb. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like you so do when you download those games. The, the wildlife shots has really stepped it up this year. And sure, there's a lot more camp life, which everyone's been asking for. And yeah, they're doing new challenges. But why didn't they call it Propsosterous? Yeah, and also, why have they not had a challenge where somebody wins a smart refrigerator? Yes. Oh my God. That they can fold up and put in their pocket like we want. And still, all of it's made of glass. <laughs> so you can see what's inside the fridge at all times. And it's battery powered, so it can stay running while it's in your pocket. I can't think of anything I would want less than for everyone to be able to see what's in my fridge at all times. Why? What's in your fridge? I've been in your fridge. Yeah, there's not. There's. Look, can I, I think to it's remember more what's just in your like, fridge from memory. Yeah, what is in my fridge? Coffee grounds. Yeah, that's all. That's it. I don't want people to see my large collection of coffee grounds. Uh, takeout. Yeah, there's, I think there's some of that. It's not mine, but somebody in the house probably has some. It's your smart refrigerator. Um, I feel like occasionally beer. There's some beer in there sometimes. Uh, Bagel bites? Maybe that's a freezer thing. No, no, the bagel bites. Okay. I remember that you guys had like, I think you had some hummus maybe. And there was. Yeah, very probable. There was a thing of, like, guacamole salsa. Yes, we just made some tacos and finished that up. Pretty decent. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, I ate that with some uh, with some pretzel crisps. We had pretzel crisps? Oh, we do have you pretzel did. crisps, yeah. Uh, they're probably the same ones. Very likely. Uh, I ordered some pretzel crisps for my job. You know, I'm in charge of snacks uh, for the office, and they were... Were they the everything flavor? They were the everything flavor. Well, it was a, ver- it was a variety pack of that brand, uh, and then it arrived, and I realized I ordered, like, a variety pack of party size, not, like, single serve. Oh, oops. <laughs> so I, I took a couple bags home, because, you know, why not? Uh, you were like, I guess we have to have a lot of parties now, guys. Yeah. We love to party. We're like the Great Gatsby, but cool, you know? Or the Venga Boys. We're the Venga Boys even. We like to party, party. That's not... That's, we're like the, the guy from Madagascar, the movie. Yes. Chris Rock. You're exactly like... You are exactly like Chris Rock from Madagascar. 
uh, always getting slapped by Will Smith. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Do you think either of them will ever be able to do anything in their careers to overcome that? I think they can probably both. I think most people have forgotten about it at this point, unless like there was a, I think there's a thing that where Chris Rock was like, I will never be the same after this or something. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a little dramatic. What do you think? Should we talk about survivor now? Did anyone get slapped on survivor? Mm, Probably at some point, but I don't remember somebody who has a better memory than us. um, Well, you have my, you have my attention now. Cool. Cody recaps the previous episode events. Uh, Sammy explains to Janine and Owen his move for taking out Ellie. Is that right? Yes. Everyone goes around talking about Janine's idol being flushed, but actually, Jesse has it. How exciting is that? Pretty cool reveal. Pretty cool reveal. Uh, they paint the new tribe flag. Carla, Jesse, and Owen discuss speaking different languages and learning different languages. Owen talks about being adopted. And then Owen says, uh, it feels like running around on the playground asking kids to play with me. It's a pretty good line. I like Owen. Owen's good. I do too. I think Owen's a cool guy. He is cool. I would not trust him playing this game, but he is. I, I like him. Why not? Because he uh, does not... He's very happy to, like, he doesn't have any clear loyalties, is what I would say. Like, he's a little too fluid in his gameplay. Um, I think he's just looking out for himself, and that's good. Well, I mean, that's good for him, but if I was playing against him, I would be a little wary of that. Well, good news. You're not, so you could just root that's for him. That's true, you, I'm not. You could just be like, oh, Owen's playing a great game. You don't have to make an enemy of everyone. Especially Owen, who's a guy that I like, you know? It's doing great. Yeah, I also like Owen. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, do you think that the seven from the previous vote are sticking together because Noel doesn't? The, the, when has that ever actually happened? It's so funny that everyone, I guess you kind of got to say it to each other where you're like, we're strong. No yeah. one is getting voted out from this group, but like, that's never sustainable. Uh, the seven think they're strong uh, and they target Owen. Who we were just saying we really like. So that was mm-hmm. pretty uncool. But they apparently. also don't trust him, apparently. So, uh, Yeah, yeah. They, they seem to be on the same page as you. But joke's on you all. Uh, Owen's going to win, actually. Maybe. Uh, Carla then tells us a dream that she had about a chicken eating challenge. And Jeff was soaking it in and crowd serving and taking selfies. Oh, and Carla shared some of his chicken, her chicken with him. Uh, so that was pretty funny. Thomas, I think now is a perfect time to, uh, pilot our, one of our Patreon shows called Did You Sleep Last Night? Did you sleep last night? This of course right. is a show in which we talk about dreams. Thomas, you had any good dreams this week or recently that you I, recall? I never really remember my dreams. I have like, I, I couldn't tell you. Mm. What, what I had a dream about. So I'm going to say I did sleep. I did not. I think I dreamed. I just didn't remember it. I had a dream recently where I was waiting for a train. I was on the platform uh, waiting for a train. And I took in a puff of vape juice. And I blew out a big cloud of cotton. And it blew into the guy's face next to me. And you know who that man was? Who? Jeff Bezos. <laughs> 
Oh, damn. <laughs> and I quickly apologized to him until I realized who it was. And then I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't actually feel bad about sorry, this. Sorry, not sorry. That's what you said yeah. in the dream, I'm, I'm assuming. And he was like, whoa, Ariana Grande's here? Um, then you then he pushed you in front of the train. Yeah, and now I'm dead. Well, I'm not actually dead. Because did you know that if you die in a dream, you actually survive in real life? That movie had it wrong. <laughs> One of the most annoying things is when you die in a dream and then you think you wake up and you just wake up into a different dream. Yeah. Like Inception, you know? Crazy. Exactly. That movie? Like Inception. Oh. Have you seen Inception? What a movie. Crazy. It's like, this new movie no. that just came out, Inception. Think about what if dreams took a long time or something. And then there were multiple dreams within the dream. Like, pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. What if Ken Watanabe was there? <laughs> Makes you think. Makes you think. Uh, everybody's really hungry at the beach. Uh, and Orion is a great food provider. Always going out fishing. Sammy, meanwhile, is trying to make sub-alliances, but also working with Janine and Owen. And he says, this is where... He's making sub-alliances. He's talking to people about what their favorite uh, $5 footlong is. They're, they're talking about grinders. They're talking about uh, meatball subs. Um, Good stuff. My favorite sub is obviously the Danger Witch. What is the Danger Witch? We've been over this, Thomas. It's Russell Wilson's sandwich that they had to stop selling because everybody was making fun of him so much. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember this. You go into every subway in town and you're like, one Danger Witch, please. I would like a Danger they, Witch, por favor. The Danger the, Witch came on Italian herbs. Notice how it's in the past tense. The Danger Witch came on Italian herbs and cheese bread. It was topped with pepperoni, salami, black forest ham, bacon, and provolone cheese. Topped with lettuce, green peppers, tomatoes, banana peppers, yellow mustard, and mayo. That's a lot of toppings. I mean, it sounds good. I would eat it. What if you got a Subway sub and you, you did the... You did the pizza man from Zumbini's thing More where you just wouldn't tell them what you want. <laughs> you wouldn't tell them what you want, but you would just be like something on that. I don't like. Um, did you know that Subway has a digital only menu? Subs you can't get in stores. You know what it's called? Okay. What is it called? The Vault. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> is that, so is that... So it's digital only in what way? Like if you order like a pickup order or what? Um, Subway has a new digital only menu called The Vault, which offers Subway customers exclusive sandwich options that they can order through the Subway website and app. Each sandwich in The Vault is made in partnership with a legendary athlete. What are some of these vault sandwiches? Are you looking at them? This is an article from The Thrillist, uh, and it said that there were two so far. Steph Curry's Meatball Marksman and Simone Biles' Vault Witch. Okay, so what, what's on these sandwiches? I, I know, Obviously, meatballs are on the Steph Curry one. The Meatball but Marksman is served on hearty multigrain bread and has meatballs covered in marinara sauce, provolone cheese, black olives, and banana peppers piled high. The Vault Witch comes... That doesn't seem very exclusive. That just seems like a regular meatball sub, but it's just on wheat bread. The Meatball Marksman. Me Did you say meatball bread? No, I, whole wheat bread. It's on meatball bread. <laughs> what if, though? 
That sounds pretty good. That would be special. That would be a secret sandwich. This doesn't sound like a secret sandwich to Red me. Bull, What's on the vault, witch? Red Bull's walked so meatball sandwiches could run. Meatball bread, whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, you can order the vault, witch, and meatball marksman along with Jimmy Garoppolo's Bessemil Mill and Russell Wilson's Danger Witch, Tony Hawk's Toki Vert, Toki Vert, Turkey Vert, Marshall Lynch's Beef Mode. Wait, what the fuck? Wait, what is Tony Hawk's thing? <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go to the Subway website now to get the information on each of these because this is very fun. Uh, uh, oh, it's, hmm. So it actually didn't bring me to the vault. It just brought me to their menu. Start order. Okay, well, I guess I have to order Subway. Do you want a Subway sandwich, Thomas? I'll order it to your house. Okay, yeah, sorry, What you never told me what was on the Vault Witch. Oh, um, the Vault Witch comes with pepperoni, Genoa salami, belgioso, fresh mozzarella, green peppers, banana peppers, covered in baja chipotle sauce, all packed into, guess what? What? Meatball bread. <laughs> oh, it's on meatball bread. It's on meatball nice. bread, yeah. No, it's on Italian herbs and cheese bread. So that sounds like almost identical to it's got a little bit less meat, but that's very similar to the Russell Wilson danger, Witch. uh, yeah, it really does. It seems weird is it for how much variety they claim to, uh, give, you know, so much freedom. All of their sandwiches sound basically the same. What's your go-to sandwich, Thomas? Uh, I, at Subway. Yeah. Uh, probably the spicy Italian. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, the sandwich I'll eat at Subway is something I make from home, actually. I'm trying to save money. Okay. <laughs> What's that? What's the thing that you make at home? Um, you, whatever's in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's just not even a sandwich, necessarily. Yeah, probably like a bowl of SpaghettiOs or something. I go to the the Subway sub-creators, Subway artists, excuse me, sub-sandwich artists, Jesus Christ, uh, and I say, can I use your microwave real quick? And I give them a half-undone can of SpaghettiOs, and then it makes their whole thing dirty. I say, oh, thank you so much. Can I have some, a spoon and fork, please? You know, some of these <laughs> meatballs can get pretty big. And then I just drink the soup, the tomato soup that's left over, cut my lips open. And that's just a typical subway experience. That's just for you. a typical danger witch for me. The day in the life of Jake's dangerous life. <laughs> what did you think of this line from Sammy where he said, This is where good players survive and great players thrive? That sounds like production told him to say it. Yeah, it it felt out of place, to be honest. Great choice though, Sammy. I love love everything you're doing. Uh, so at this community challenge, I have to balance ball, uh, but players must sit out for rice. Five players must sit out, no less. Very specific that it's got to be five this year. What did you think of this? I liked that uh, we got like hard ass Jeff, who was like, "This is not. There's no negotiations. Like you're paying this price, and it it'll keep going up if you don't do it now." Yeah, like uh, that's Eli some old Lilly school survivor shit. Prices. I like that. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Sammy, Carla, Cassidy, James, and Jesse all sit out. Cody is using his... No, not Cody. What's his name? Ryan is using his own face to balance the beam. Uh, and then 
As soon as he speaks, he drops the ball. Uh, very funny. Owen wins. How about that? Uh, I had a feel once it was down to the two of them, I was like, well, he had a flash, you know, like he had a, an emotional like, yeah, uh, flashback thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like video package. So I was like, he's probably going to win. And I was right. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, Jeff asks him how it feels to win. And he tells him it feels surreal, feels uh Feels it's like I'm on the dang surreal life. It's Where's like, Flavor Flav? Um, did you know they brought that back? The surreal. Yeah, life? I did hear that. Who was on it? There was I. I heard about it because I somebody I had heard of was on it. Um, Lana from the WWE is on it. Remember her? Maybe that's who Remember it was. Her? Um, oh, it was like a 15 year break between season six and season seven. August. Oh, I remember. I remember what it was about. It was because. Uh, Stormy Daniels and Frankie Muniz were on yeah, it, they, and uh, who else was on it? Tamar Braxton, Manny Mua, Kim Coles, CJ Perry, who's Lana, August Alsina, and Dennis Rodman. Oh, that's what it was. It was something related to Dennis Rodman yeah. with the two of them. I think they made a song about how they'd seen his penis a lot because he's <laughs> naked in the house a lot. That's good. Remember Real Enchants, the Legend Hunters? Wait, fucking T.I. is in this? T.I. was on The Surreal Life? I thought he was. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe I... Oh, it's August Alsina. He just kind of looked like him from afar. I don't know who August Alsina is. Um, I just had him on the brain because I was watching the, watching the OC again like I do, and he showed <laughs> up in an episode that was already kind of crazy and did a live performance. Um, well, August Alcina is also canceled because his musical influences are Chris Brown. Uh, well, oh, th- now I feel completely vindicated. This is the dude that Jada Pinkett Smith had a situationship with. Remember that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Entanglement. It was a romantic entanglement. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm liking uh, Dennis Rodman's like snow cone hair. Oh, that's that he cool. has going on. It's like tie dye. That's fun. I love Dennis Rodman. He's a cool guy. Oh, I'm sorry that you love North Korea. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think everything they're doing is right. Huh. Played for a lot of teams. Who was the last professional basketball team Dennis Rodman played for? Uh, I believe it was the Dallas Mavericks. Incorrect. It was the Brighton Bears. That's Okay. I see what you did there. Okay, what? I thought that, I guess I you tricked me because I was thinking NBA teams, but you were being tricky, yeah, and well, you meant, like, some minor league team no one's heard of. That was a British team, actually. In 2006, yeah, okay, he played thanks. for them. They played in Sussex. You ever heard of it? <laughs> yes, I've heard of Sussex. Well, that's where Dennis Rodman played in 2006. They have posh accents that's there. That's right, posh spice. Um, Owen is feeling patronized when James told him to sit out. Brian is targeting Janine before going out to go fishing. Cody and Sammy paint the raft. Uh, Propstonics, or whatever we said earlier. Propstonomics. Basic Propstonomics. And Sammy taking Ryan out now, and everyone seems on board. That's what I wrote in my notes. 
Cassidy and the others say, we can take out Janine anytime. Which I thought was one of those things that was like, oh, we can always take out this person. And then they end up winning. You know, I thought it was one of those lines. But uh, in fact, it was not. No, it turns out that it was just very matter of fact and correct. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy says she doesn't want another woman to go. You know, that's. uh, Well, too bad. Dudes rock. (laughs) You know what else rocks, Thomas? What what does what also rocks? Wildlife shots. So uh, we got the rocks aren't animals. What are you talking about? This is just a little humor from what you said. Well, it's actually a book, a childhood book uh, that my childhood uh, I read then. And it's about a donkey that it's turned into a rock. So actually, some rocks are animals. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you'll find that rocks are animals yeah. sometimes. Sometimes a rock is actually a donkey. Uh, so we had an iguana, we had ants, we had fish. Um, you know, what do you, what do you want from me? That's all the wildlife shots. I didn't focus on any of them. Because the challenge is back and they play music now. So we're doing Music Minute until we get some new wildlife shots. Beautiful wildlife shots. You know, we got to point that out. But we want some variety. We want some newbies, some new blood. Yeah. I, can, can we get some new stuff? I like the, the like, extended, like, cool camera shots that they have. But, like, can we get some new animals? Yeah, like, could you do extended cool shots of animals we haven't seen before, Jeff? Just asking. Yeah, come on. Uh, so at Tribal Council... Please, for me. Uh, everybody at Tribal Council gives vague non-answers. I don't know. Like, did anything happen at this Tribal Council? Uh, the vote? Not really. Yeah. Yeah, this was kind of a boring Tribal Council. And also, uh, the uh, the Green Gablin uh, was, like, barely in this episode. Yeah. And yeah, that was an issue. Then they talked to him at Tribal Council, and I was like, oh, right, yeah. that guy. Uh, so Janine is voted out by everybody except for her and Cassidy. So sucks to see, but you know, I feel like we're in like kind of a, I feel like early merge stuff, stuff just kind of happens, you know, like there's enough people like, I, you know, we're not really getting down to it. I feel like in a couple episodes, these tribals will be a little more exciting, but for now it's just like everybody's yeah, kind of it's a formality. Everybody's um what's it? What's it? What's it? Uh getting their people in line or whatever. I don't know. Getting their ducks in a row. Sure. Um amassing their armies to go at it. Who do you think is the main character? The patriarch, not the patriarch, the antagonist and protagonist of this season. Jeff is the Jeff is the patriarch of the show. Jeff is the patriarch of the show, of course. That makes a lot of sense. Protagonist is who's the protagonist? Who's the antagonist? Hmm. What about what about protagonist? That's the antagonist. I I don't know what that would mean. Why would you Why would you say that? What the 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 protagonist? Yeah, because it's frustrating. Yeah, it makes me mad. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I do, I do like doing that. I don't do it that much anymore, so it's fun when I do. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, boy, who is the pro? Who is the protagonist uh, of this season? I don't know that there's a clear uh, protagonist. I'm gonna say uh, Cody is the protagonist so far. Um, yeah, I would say him or Carla. You know what? No, you know what? No, Jamie is the protagonist. Jamie? Who's? Or sorry, Jesse. Jesse. Oh, I was gonna sorry. say who's Jamie. Is yeah. there another person I forgot about already? Jesse actually changed his name to Jamie. I don't know if you oh, heard about that. Oh, I, I must have been out of the room when that happened. Okay. Yeah, they didn't. It was really quick on that episode. Yeah. But um, yeah, Jesse, Jesse's the protagonist. It's like in the challenge uh, this season when Fessel is like, I'm going by Fessel now. Uh, yeah. That was it. That was the whole no, thing. No, you aren't. And then everybody who knows him still calls him Fessy, you know? Yeah, that's right. It's like when people start calling bananas Johnny or Jonathan or John even. It's like, oh, so you've known him for a long time. John while. Bananas. <laughs> Hi, my name is John Bananas, here to uh, do business. Uh, Thomas, last week you had... Is there like a clear... I'm going to say Cassidy's the antagonist, but there's not mm. like a clear antagonist. I forgot we were still trying to figure that out. Um, I think Ryan is the antagonist, because every week in our DM, everybody's like, I think Ryan's going home this week, and he never does. Yeah, but the thing with that, though, is I don't think people are like, I hope they get Ryan out. I think they're just like, yeah, it seems like he's probably going to go. I don't think that he's causing conflict necessarily. No, there isn't really a ton of conflict yet. No. Noel, maybe? No, but not Noel's definitely not. Like, Noel's just trying to, you know, Same thing stay she's alive always been while doing. being kind of on the bottom. Surviving. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it would be. James, not really. Um, no, I wouldn't say Owen is. I wouldn't say everybody's just kind uh, of likable this season. Yeah, this is a good likable cast. Gobbler, the ga- the the Gabe man. I don't think is uh, the antagonist. He's just kind of there. Yeah. Um. Sammy. Kind of. I've, Sammy is either the probes protagonist or the antagonist. I think he's more... He's one of the two. He's more the antagonist because he is more open to sowing dissent than anyone else. He's the Iago, he's the Iago figure of this season. Who's that? Where he has his asides to the audience where he's like, I'm tricking them. Uh, Everyone thinks that I'm like very straightforward, but actually... The Aladdin bird? Got him right where I want him. No, from uh, from uh, Othello. Oh, that's a funny joke I did. Yeah, he's also he's also like Gilbert Gottfried because he sounds like him. Yeah, and he made a really inappropriate tweet after nine eleven. Yeah, he was yeah. like just been Sammy born. What's up? He was yeah, he was he was so young at the time. Did you know he's only nineteen years old? It's crazy. He's trying to win Survivor at nineteen. Yeah. I'm hearing this. You're hearing this more. The first, the first post 9-11 baby to win Survivor. Every time that he says he's 19, I have to pause because I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. A 19-year-old can play this game? You're 19? If you're 19, that would mean you lied about being 22. This is crazy. And you're on Survivor and you're trying to win? Whoa, I'm on his Survivor wiki page right now. and Get this. Sammy is the youngest contestant to compete on Survivor 43. And Sammy is currently the youngest Survivor contestant by date of birth. He's only 19 years old. 
<laughs> Cody, on the other hand, he's is, not the youngest ever. He is the youngest on this season, and <laughs> and the youngest ever. The, the yeah, well, the the youngest by virtue of being the most current young person on the <laughs> show. <laughs> Didn't they have a sixteen-year-old that played one year? No. Never. Wasn't there that kid? There was that teenager. There was the guy that played that one year. Wasn't he 16? I think you're thinking of Kid Nation. <laughs> no, I'm not thinking of Kid Nation. Um, 16-year-old. Who would that have been, Thomas? <laughs> what season was that? <laughs> was this the season we covered on the show? Yeah, I think so. List of 10 youngest Survivor contestants ever, according to Heavy.com. Oh, okay. Hey, look, Sammy's on there. Oh, wow. How old is he? Keith Sowell, Edge of Extinction, 19 years, 10.5 months. He's number 10. Mm. We're going through the, we're counting him down. Number nine, Brandon Hance, South Pacific. He was 19 years, 17 point, sorry, 7.5 months. Um, Sammy, mm. 19 years, 6 months, 2 weeks, 5 days. He's number eight. Okay. Uh, Jessica Pete, David versus Goliath. She was 19 years and five months. I don't really remember her at all. Um, she was the first. Sorry, she was the first person voted out. Jessica um, Pete. She was friends with Carl early on. Okay. Uh, Nat- Natalie Tenerelli, Redemption Island, 19 years, three months. Okay. Uh, Spotty, last year, 19 years, two oh, months. Yeah, she was quite young too. 19 years old. Can you um, believe that? Crazy. Uh, Julia Sokolowski from Korong, 18 years, 11 months, three weeks, one day. Mm. We all remember Julia. Yeah, you loved her. Um, I actually did Michael really did Yerger, like Julia. Ghost Island, 18 years, oh, 11 months. I did not like him. Spencer Doom, Token Teens, 18 years, 10 months. At the time, he was the youngest to ever play. And number one, Will, Will Wall, 18 years, 8 months. Oh, that's, that's right. That's who I was thinking of. He was not 16. No, but he was still in high school. That's what it was. He was still in high yeah, school. Yeah, I remember that now. Okay, Thomas, speaking of people who have played Survivor, who is going to win this next reward challenge? Assuming there is one. Haven't had one post-Burge yet. But. I got I to gotta pick the, the youngest uh, contestant ever as of today, Sammy. That's wild that he's the, he's, you're saying he's the youngest ever? As of today, he is the youngest contestant. Well, well, as of today's date, he is the youngest person who has played Survivor. Certainly, you must if we're be going like, by their current birthday. If we're going by their current birthday, he's number one. He's certainly got to be like 21, 22 years old, right? <laughs> well, that's where you're wrong. No. He's 19 years old. 19? That's a teenager. <laughs> I can't believe that. So, Thomas, you got 27 points last week. I got 23. Um, you got a point for James surviving. I got a point for Carla surviving. So now you are at 28 points. I am at 24. So you said Sammy's winning reward? Yes. Okay, I'm going to say Cody. What will the reward be? You said pizza last week. Was there even a reward this week? I guess it was the rice. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. I guess that was it. But no, there was no specific reward challenge. The reward this week is going to be more rice. <laughs> um, now, I'll say... I'm going to say there's going to be sodas of some kind. Ooh, for the 19-year-old. Um, I will say... 
Oh, do you think he'll get caught as, you know, at being a 19 year old? If there's a challenge with beers where they're like, and we got sodas for the underage uh, contestants, um, people are like, but we're all over 21. I, I think not. I think Jeff wouldn't, uh, you know, blow someone's spot up like that. And also, I think Sammy could just be like, I'm Mormon. He's apparently Mormon. I think he said early on. Oh, so he'll be like, that's why I don't yeah, drink. Yeah, so I don't drink. But also, so he can't drink the cat. If it's caffeinated, he can't drink those sodas either. Oh, man. Good point. Um, I think it's going to be coffee. Can you drink that if you're a Mormon? No, that also has caffeine in it. Decaf? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say coffee. I don't decaf also has caffeine in it. But it's, it's been decaffeinated. What the fuck? Yeah, there's less. Decaf is in there's less. How do there's they get caffeine. caffeine out, you know? They they go in there and they uh, take a syringe and they individually to each bean mm. they suck the caffeine out of it. Wow, oh, science rules. Uh, who's winning immunity? I will say Ryan, just because we think he's going to get out every week. <laughs> he's going to find a way to survive. Um, I will say Noel. Okay. Uh, who's getting voted out? I'm going to say Owen. I'm going to say this is Owen's week. I'm going to say it's going to be our favorite teenager, Sammy. Oh, no. I know. He's so young. He's so young. And they're going to catch on to that and be like, I don't appreciate a liar. You're out of here. You unfortunately picked chilies and I picked Applebee's. We didn't think about the smart fridges that they might win. (laughs) Yeah, we really weren't thinking that one through. Um, I would have picked uh, like Whirlpool. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking. Or or General Electric. Uh, What about, I was going to say Sirius. That's not one, is it? No, that's a satellite radio company. Mm. Um, Frigidaire. Frigidaire, sure. Yeah. You know, for some reason, I can't think of any refrigerator brands. Delta, is that one? I think that's a toilet. Um, Just Google uh, refrigerator brands and see what comes up. Okay. This feels like a trap. Refrigerator um, brand. Fisher and Pakel, LG, GE, Viking, Bosch, GE, Whirlpool, KitchenAid, GE, Maytag, uh, Samsung, 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 that's the one I was thinking of, KitchenAid, Kenmore, Whirlpool, Frigidaire. So that's a new segment we have called Brands Do I'm bring. looking at clear refrigerators, and they're basically just like the ones that you see in, um, you know, like gas stations. Are they foldable? They're not full. Well, why are we even they talking about them? They cost a lot of money. Okay, I have plenty of money from all of our Patreon shows. Oh, that's you true. You weren't expecting any like, of that money, were you? No. Okay, you can afford this nineteen hundred dollar uh, refrigerator. <laughs> Thomas, I want to tell you um, about this next segment, uh, but first I must ask you this question: Did you watch the challenge Rider Dies last night? <laughs> No. Also, you didn't tell us what was happening with the other Sammy. Uh, He was not on the show. That's why I didn't mention it. Oh, all right. Uh, They had to do a challenge where they had to swim to a thing and swim back to the thing. And then they paddled along uh, in a boat to get another one of these things. Didn't really understand what they were doing. But good news. Jay and Michelle won. That's the survivor team that we like. 
Jay, our friend from back pretty home, cool. Michelle, the winner of a season of Survivor, and the runner-up yeah, of another neat. season. Pretty fucking good. Um, they threw in Jack and Laurel, who faced off against Colleen and Kim. Now, I was rooting technically for Colleen and Kim here because I like both of them, and Colleen is the name of my sister, and I don't particularly care for Laurel. Uh, they had a game where they had to recreate a big puzzle that one of them was climbing around on. Uh, so pretty good stuff. Jack and Laurel won. I know little, little ditty about, uh, Jack and Laurel. They were, uh, sucking on a chili dog outside the tasty freeze. Gross. Sucking on a chili dog is a gross phrase. Take it up with John Cougar. Okay. That's not my fault. You know what? Just speaking of John Cougar, Thomas, uh, this is a segment called, the music minute. Music make you lose control. Music make you lose control. Well, well, well. If it isn't everyone's favorite segment, Metro Station, shake it. You remember that song? I do remember that song. Isn't uh, Miley Cyrus's brother I the believe, lead singer of that band? I believe so. Yes. Uh, Panic at the Disco. I write scenes, not tragedies. You remember that one? I do remember that song. What about Twenty One Pilots? Heathens. Hey, I got a question for mm. you. Have you ever, people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I'm actually behind two doors right now. I'm, there's a closet door, and then there's also the door to the office. Uh, speak, starring Kevin, Michael, Jim, Asian Jim, Pam, oh, yeah. his wife, Dwight, Stanley, Daryl, you know Phyllis. I find Rashida that Jones. it's better... To face these kinds of things with a sense of poise and rationality. Angela, Oscar. I think it's I think it's better to face uh, Angela and Dwight's relationship with a sense of poise and rationality. Speaking of '90s bands like Creed, uh, do you remember a song by a band called Live or perhaps Live called Lightning Crashes? I do remember Lightning Crashes. Is it Live or Live? Do you know? It's Live. It'd be really funny if it was Live. This is my band, Live. Uh, it was released on September 24th, 1994, off the album Throwing Copper. How old would we have been September 24th, 1994, Thomas? Uh, I would have been three years old. Oh my God, I would have been three years old as well. Uh, you know what's really <clears throat> funny is that Spin gave that album Album of the Year famously in like a super loaded field, and were like live or the future of rock music, and then they uh, actually were kind of bad, and that album isn't very good. Uh, well, uh, my research told me it was Live's best album. So, well, it's their best album, but I wouldn't say it's the best album of 1994. What do you think? Well, first question: What do you think the best album of 1994 is, Mr. Music? Well, Critic. I can tell you who Spin. If we're doing, okay. I've been doing a lot of lists, and actually, it's lists. funny that I brought up John Cougar because the 1920 best albums of 1994, number 20, John Mellencamp, Dance Naked. Oh, he's the guy who did that gross sucking on a chili dog song. Yep. Number 19, Beastie Boys, Ill Communication. Let me remind you, Throwing Copper was number one on this yeah. list. And they put the Beastie Boys at number 19 for one of their best albums. Okay. Uh, Probably because Live Magnetic Fields, Charm of the Highway Strip. Number 17, Super Unknown by Soundgarden. A much better grunge band than Live. Not for debate. Number 16, Sebado, Bake Sale. Uh, number 15, Warren G, Regulate G Funk Era. Oh, yeah. Number 14, Sugar, File Under Easy Listening. I've not heard of that. Is that the butterfly? Number 13. This is at 13. Pavement, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. Yeah, that's a good album. 
Uh, Crystal Waters, Storyteller at number 12. Super Chunk, Foolish at number 11. That's a good album. Guided by Voices, B-1000, another really good album. Uh, Suede, Dogman Star. They're one of those Britpop bands I, I haven't really listened to much. Um, number eight, Veruca Salt, American Thighs. Number seven, The Mavericks. What a crying shame. Mm. They're a country band, apparently. Number six, R.E.M., Monster. Mm. That is also a better album than Throwing Copper. Number five, Diggable Planets, Blowout Comb. Number four, Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral. I'm going to go out on a limb and say better album than Throwing Copper. Mm. Number three, Iris Dement, My Life. Number two, Beck, Mellow Gold. Mm. And number one, oh, this is a different year list. Very whole live through this. Was it a different year that they put it on there? I don't know. You told me. I man, maybe I, I maybe I remembered this wrong. Uh, well, were any of those albums, Thomas, produced by Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads? Uh, they were not, mm. but Throwing Copper was, I assume. It was indeed. Uh, despite not being released as a single in the U.S., this song reached number thirteen on the Billboard Hot 100 and stayed in the Hot 100 for ten weeks. Uh, here's a little fun fact about Chasing Sunlight, or whatever this song is called, Crashing Lightning. Uh, it was written in the key of C major, but was recorded half-step lower in B major. How about that? Interesting. Um, and you were talking a lot of shit about this song, right? Or this album? I was. Wouldn't it be really funny if someone from the band live listened to our show and was like, hey! Yeah. It would be really funny if that happened. That actually has happened to me in real, in real life. Did I tell you about this? No. I was at Summer League in Las Vegas, like I do sometimes, and for whatever reason, Sorry, the subject of a certain year of uh, Wait, Thomas, where was this? the Georgia Tech men's basketball team. Wait, was, where, 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 what city was this in? Uh, lost Wages. Oh, in Nevada, yeah. Yeah, and um, so there was... There was a center I was talking about, and I think I was comparing him to Derek Favors, mm. who... So I was not doing not, myself any Derek Favors. I was Favors just about to say, not doing with, myself any with Derek what Favors I was saying. that comparison. Uh, but I was like, oh, it's kind of like how... Um, when he was playing for Georgia Tech, like, I couldn't really tell how good he was because their guards were really bad at getting him the ball. And, like, their guards weren't very good. And then... I wasn't paying super close attention, but there was people in front of me that were laughing about it. And I found out later because they told me <laughs> that one of the guy that they were with was played for that team and was a guard. And he's like a scout, I think for the Pacers now. Mm. And so they like, just apropos of nothing. I talked shit about this guy and his family thought it was hilarious. And then he he was like way more gracious about it than he should have been. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, I was like, it's all relative. You're better at basketball than I am at anything, probably. But I was like, and it was also funny because I was wrong. They had uh, two the, two different guys that got drafted that were guards on that I team. I love how so. you say this guy who played college basketball is probably better than you at basketball. No, I said he was better at basketball than I am at anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, it would be really funny. I was like, you're probably better than me. I don't know. We can go out on the court and figure it out. Um, I think there is a basketball player who goes to the same high school that my fiance works at. Because we uh, saw a dude who kind of looks like him, apparently. <clears throat> I've never seen this kid play basketball, obviously. But we have a 
a basketball hoop out back, and I like fantasize. I was like, I wonder how good I would be against the guy. Probably not very. <laughs> probably not very. I don't think it would go well no, for you. I'd probably embarrass myself. I don't know that I can make a shot. Yeah. Let me tell you, in that situation, you know who was embarrassed? Me. Yeah. I have never been more publicly embarrassed in my life than when that happened. Um, so, what's this guy's name? I'm not going to look it up. Okay. Uh, but he listens to the podcast now? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I hope he doesn't. I thought that's why you were saying. If, if he happens to be listening to this podcast, uh, he can have the dual satisfaction of one... Uh, handling it graciously when I was needlessly talking shit about mm. him, and two, uh, handling it gracefully despite the fact that I was wrong and uh, Iman Shumpert played for that team. So okay, um, I I I don't know what to to add to to that. I I don't. I don't. Yeah, pretty great story, huh? Um, so the, this is the music minute. I don't know what Thomas started talking about um, sports. I'm really sorry about that. I look. I love basketball. Oh, I too. think I was talking about it because I was saying it would be funny if someone from live was listening to the podcast. Yeah, and, and then you started telling a story them. about how a basketball player doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, but I, I was saying I got caught in public talking shit about someone one time. Yeah, now you're talking shit about live. But Thomas, did you know that it was written for acoustic guitar in the lead singer's bedroom before he moved out of his parents' house? That's pretty crazy. I the thing with it is I didn't know that, but I did know that Stereo Gum uh, did a retrospective review and noted his ability to quote raise his voice from a plaintive hush to a clenched roar. So yeah, that was all I really knew about this album. Did you know that this song was also written for his friend who was killed by a drunk driver? I didn't know. Yeah, that. but you feel like a piece of shit now. I feel really bad. And guess what? The whole band listens. <laughs> they're all we've, listening we've right been now in correspondence actually recently they were gonna give me that throwing copper money and now i'll never get they it they dm'd us on twitter and said hey we're actually gonna come up on the challenge in a few weeks can you do a music minute on, on us and i said yeah I, I i'll absolutely do that it's actually really good news because wildlife <laughs> shots has been uh pretty severely lacking recently so I'm sorry. I'm just looking at uh, the Wikipedia page for Throwing Copper right now. And on the track list, there is a, a, a section that says 25th anniversary reissue bonus tracks. And the first one is Hold Me Up, in parentheses, from the film Zack and Miri Make a Porno, <laughs> previously unreleased. <clears throat> um, did you know that the video takes place in a hospital because they were interested in the transference of life? I, everyone knows that. <laughs> Well, apparently not everybody knows it. Apparently a lot of people think that a woman is dying in childbirth in the video when it's actually the opposite. Somebody is dying and somebody else is giving birth. It's the transference of Someone life. is flying and someone is dying. <laughs> someone is saving the cheerleader. Somebody is saving the world, of course. Um, this is a fun little word game we like to play uh, with each other where we um, do the hero's lines. Um, at each other. Another fun word game is called Mad Libs. Thomas, this is a segment called Poops Pros. Poops Pros? This one's all about the Popes. Popes Pros is when we do Mad Libs on our Pope and Change podcast with Barack Obama. You can uh, find more information on that at patreon.com slash justpodcasts. He's going to be like, uh, let me be clear. I'm going to choose the word fart. (laughs) Thomas, be like, thank you, Barack. Um, this one's called Bug Buffet. Keep that in mind when I ask you for a past tense verb. Remind me, sorry, can you repeat that title? Bug Buffet. 
bug buffet. Okay. Verb. You're saying a past. Okay, so you, the first thing is a past tense verb. <laughs> uh huh. Like for example, asked. Uh, eight. Okay. It's actually a number. Uh, what's a noun? Eight, as in the number eight. Smart. Um, how about two plural nouns? Uh, bugs mm-hmm. and spiders. Mm-hmm. Very good stuff. A verb, please. Crunch. <laughs> Can't wait to read that out loud. And a verb ending in an I-N-G. Running. Mm-hmm. Like uh, to the polls. Did Pokemon go to the polls. And uh, an adjective, please. Gross. Mm-hmm. And we will need something alive and make that baby plural. Mm, something alive, <clears throat> but more than one. Yeah, like the band Live, perhaps. Trees. Say that one more time, please. Trees. Freeze? Trees. Like the doctor? <laughs> like the, the like the thing outside that has leaves. Oh. <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, <clears throat> I will need one adjective to finish this out. Um, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so one of the most shocking challenges on Survivor wasn't even ate by the players. Their relatives were forced to compete in an icky, sticky bug-eating challenge. The survivor loved ones were flown out to the eight to see their sons, bugs, boyfriends, wives, and spiders. They flew them out to the eight. <laughs> it's like the six, but two more. Yeah. Uh, whom they missed so long. The catch? To spend time with the survivors they loved, they would have to crunch giant roaches. The survivors were cheering and running as the gross competition progressed. They loved one. The loved one who ate the most trees was allowed to spend time with the survivor he or she had missed. Uh, you, the loved one who smoked the most trees. <laughs> you get yeah, it. You can bet they weren't stupid fans of the local cuisine. That was, that was mean. That was a mean-hearted one. Bunch of stupid fans of the local cuisine. I don't like. I don't like that one. That was mean. Who wrote that, Jeff Probst? It is Probst Pros after yeah, all. Yeah, probably. Thomas, what's your Twitter? <clears throat> you can follow me at Tom. Not Tom. I'm talking basketball. All things basketball. Teal time. Yep, I am not verified. I do not have Twitter blue. Teal so. time with Tim Tom. What was the show on Home Improvement called? Tool time. Tool time with Tool Man Tim Taylor. <laughs> so we do something like that. With Tool the Tim Man Tooler. But we do Teal Time, and it's our Pistons podcast. Ooh, do you want to do that? Pistons podcast, $3,000 a month. Yeah, called Teal called Time. Called Teal Time. Uh, three for the three championships we have. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at DYWSLN or on Instagram at The Only Survivor Podcast if you want to up our follower count. 
Or if you want to listen to Teal Time or Poop 2, More Poop, uh, those are a couple of the new shows on Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash justpodcast. Thomas, did we come up with a price point for Poop 2, More Poop? It's, um, we'll say it's a, th- it's a thousand dollars a month for us to not talk about poop every episode. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. Uh, let's thank the listeners here, Thomas. What do you want to say to the listeners? Uh, thank you for listening. Okay. So, hey, if you guys want more, you can leave us a review on Apple podcasts. Thomas, what is that review podcast review that you want to? Shout out. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. This is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify is corrupt, but if I could leave a review there, I would say I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify wrap. coming up. A couple months away. Are we going to be in there? Are we going to be number one? If, uh, of course if we are not already, if you could start downloading like every episode from this year, you can delete them after. Just play it on repeat when you go to yes. bed. Oh my God. Let us put you to sleep. Um, that'd be fun. Cause we really do want to get in the Spotify wrapped of every listener this year. I don't know if I would recommend that they put it on to put them to sleep because it's hard to sleep when you're laughing yeah, so damn too many much. Jokes and japes. Having too much fun. Um, the amazing grapes joke in the Weird Al movie, very funny. Very good. The Weird Al movie, everyone should see but it. We don't. We don't. In my like opinion, do recommendations so much anymore. Um, but I would highly recommend Weird the Al Yankovic story. Very, very funny. That's all. Have a great summer. Deuces. Uh, so I have to ask you, who's your top ten hottest people on Lost? Top ten hottest people on Lost? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, it's really hard, actually. It is pretty hard. To come up with uh, only ten. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not just talking about the decision. Hey-o. Uh, what? The LeBron James thing? No, I'm saying, like, choosing the top ten. I'm saying the other thing that's hard is, is uh, something else. Because we're yeah. talking about hottest people on Lost. Uh, trying to figure out what you're talking about is proving to be pretty difficult. Is that what you mean? That's like a Sisyphus puzzle. Talking about my damn penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Because all the hot people. Yeah. I'm on hard while I'm watching uh, Lost all the time. I'm just yeah. like whimpering and holding my pants. Like, oh. yeah. um, I, I always watch Lost on hard mode. Who are the? Who are the? Uh, I play Lost via Domus on hard mode. Yeah, on hard. Uh, who? I'm, who are the top ten hottest people on that show? That is a great question. Um, if you um, go to my Twitter, you can see my list, and our friend Hayden also replied with their list. Uh, and I think both lists are 100% accurate. Even I though, think I'm probably going to say Claire's number one. Ooh, okay. Claire's definitely in my top ten. Ben Linus, number two, the bullet. Hot. I'm trying to think, who's the other... Uh, I think she's in, like, season five and six. I would also not... Like, I think that Evangeline Lilly is hot, but Kate is not hot. I think that is a distinction I need to make. Mm. Kate, by virtue of being Kate, does not belong on this list. 
that's fair. That's really, that's really. Scary. I'm trying to think of what her name was. There was, um, she, she was. I know who you're talking about. Her name's like Eliza or something like that. Something like that. Supporting characters. Let's there see. You know. That's who you want. Phil, Patrick Fischler is a king and deserves to be on my top ten. Arnst also on my list. Yep, hot, hottie, hottie. Yep. Charles Woodmore. Honestly, Charles Woodmore kind of belongs on that list. Charles Woodmore, yeah. Kimi, also on the list. Uh, Everyone is in my top ten. The man who can make really good eggs, that's fucking nothing sexier than a guy that makes great eggs. (laughs) Oh, Um, you know you know who is actually uh, you know who's on that list? Um flashback Eloise Faraday. Oh, yeah. Sawyer's victim is on my list. Why is she so hard to find? She came... She must have come from the further. Or no, she was I Whitmore's. don't think she did, because she, she was, was one of the people Whitmore, when, they, right? when they, they're when they on the Guam flight. She's on the Guam flight. Oh, the Guam flight. We're not going to We're, Guam, are we? We are going to Tom's IMTP corner. <laughs> yes. uh, Ilana is the, the name of the character. Is that not what I said? And that's it. That's the whole list. That's the whole now, list. Now that, now that I remembered Alana's name, it's Alana, it's Phil, and it's Sawyer's victim. Those are like my top three. Literally just a guy that a character under that just says Sawyer's victim, and it's a guy going like, ah. Smarten up, probes.
We should end every episode by recommending the Weird Al movie. <laughs> I think that's a great idea.